it's still a wonderful life out there because we're still here. Yeah, it, and Speaking and we're going to be talking about it's a wonderful life. Yeah. <laughs> so so we have somebody on the phone with us this morning, Royce Phillips. Tell us first, how does he tie into it's a wonderful life? Well, he ties into the center a lot. Um, Royce, I'm sure you can hear me. He is our staff pianist. He's an amazing talent. He has talented children. He's started to kind of dip his toe into acting and kind of coming on stage. And so with this one, I believe he's the assistant director with Mark Williams, and then he played the keyboard in some some characters as well but i'll let him tell you about his experience with this streaming show good morning royce good morning uh yes i uh i uh, had the opportunity to participate in this uh, uh very special show i was the assistant director with mark williams and i really enjoyed working in that capacity with him at developing set ideas uh, uh developing how we were going to uh how we were going to to put this on uh, i was the foley artist so if you remember back in the uh the early radio days where they would have special effects and they would use certain tools in order to do those special effects. I had uh, a whole table set up uh, and a a great big bucket with water. I had a door uh, set up with all of my tools that I would use to uh, do all of the sounds that you would hear in the background of this uh, of this play. And then I also did uh, a lot of the piano work as well. We had uh, we had two uh, two commercials, uh, as they would have back then in the in the 1940s radio uh, uh, broadcast, uh, uh, household products, if you will. And so we did a couple of, of well-known Christmas tunes, but they were set to uh, these these special household product names. And then uh, then I did some piano work uh, with uh, in the background of the show as well. Pretty neat stuff. Again, we're talking about It's a Wonderful Life, which, uh, Patience, when is this coming up? Sure. So, well, first off, it's not live on stage. It's a live radio play that can be streamed to your devices. And so the show happens on December 16th through the 20th. Um, any of those days, you can go to our website, purchase tickets. It's actually through uh, Broadway On Demand. Um, we've uploaded the um, video there. And then you can download it and watch it any time in between those dates. Um, so this is our first attempt at musical theater live streamed. So we actually recorded it. Was it, Royce, did you guys record it at the end of November, right? Yes. Uh-huh. So we recorded yeah, it. Go ahead. I was going to say, we, were, uh, we recorded it on a, uh, on a Sunday evening, and we had four television cameras, as you would, as you would have in a uh, typical TV studio, uh, looking at different angles, and uh, we, we recorded all of the audio separately as well, so, uh, so we get a good, a, a very strong mix, and then they've been in the editing process since then to put together this, uh, this uh, special stream. Sounds pretty neat. I, I mean, there's a lot going into this play, it sounds like, that is going to be audio mainly so it it does sound fascinating well and i think you know when you think about a live everyone's like i don't understand we know it's a wonderful life we've seen the movie we've seen the actual play in this musical what's a radio play and it's you know like like royce was saying 1940s how they used to get on the radio and tell a story through through the radio this is a little different because you're videoing it so our actors have to emote like one actor plays 30 different characters so it's it's watching these and it's five people on six people with royce on stage watching them try to bring this show to life but with a microphone a script and just their talents you know it's kind of like i'm sure you've seen the movie a christmas story you'll shoot your eye out all that stuff but remember the little youngster who went in there sat in the living room every day to listen to that radio program that came on the on the air yeah and 
it's like that. He he had a special ring decoder, you know. He yep. was following along with the program and how it changed each day. But that is old time radio. Yes, and that you know the reason why we chose this show was because it was one of the more safer options for our artists. So we you know with COVID we really want to sure our artists stay safe. So we couldn't choose a show that had. 10 or 20 or 30 characters on main stage indoors so it's one of those that we could social distance they didn't have to overlap a lot but three out of our six people are actually related so if you see any people together it's because you know they're brother and sister or husband and wife so and and speaking of covid you know i i mentioned this off the air but with covid the numbers right now 32 percent of those who are testing positive are in the age bracket of 11 to 30 years old which I would say those are your key acting members usually. Yeah, we, we do have a lot of young actors. Um, you know, community theater actually attracts people that are established in their own profession, and then they come do this as a hobby. But we do have a lot of young, and then we have some some older too. So, um, but yeah, this is... This is hitting not just, I mean, it's hitting theaters hard because we can't do shows like normal. We can't do live performances indoors. It's just not safe right now in Tennessee and and Middle Tennessee. So it's hitting us of how do we do this? How do we bring arts and keep arts alive in this environment? You know, and streaming is one way to do it. You know, we're hoping that our base comes and supports us. Tickets are only $20, um, a little bit more than an adult ticket for the center, but that's because you can watch it with your whole family. Again, Patience Long with us this morning, along with Royce Phillips from the Center for the Arts, talking about It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, Royce, how has this really been enjoyable, putting together this, this radio uh, drama? Yes, it has. It it required all of us to think a little bit more creatively, think outside of the, uh, think outside of the box. And I, and I think that's what one, one of the wonderful things that the Center for the Arts has done throughout this entire year. We've had to break all of the standard conventions or of the standard norms that you would normally see in a community theater in order to, uh, and, and I really applaud uh, Patience and Mark Williams and Denise for really thinking about how can we keep the arts and the performing arts front and center by doing some things that, that really we, uh, we haven't done before, doing performances outside. We had Charlotte's Web uh, earlier this year. We, we just, uh, just closed Rudolph, like you talked about. Uh, we're doing It's a Wonderful Life, a live radio play. We've, we've, done, we've done some Zoom uh, uh, rehearsals for, uh, early on in the pandemic. We did some Zoom uh, auditions early on in the pandemic. So what they're doing is, is really keeping the arts front and center in, in Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. This was an amazing opportunity to do something that really required us to use uh, the full breadth of talents. The, uh, the, uh, uh, the, the, the characters, especially uh, Lindsay, Keith, and Michael, they did multiple characters. And, and, and as Patience said, one of them did several dozen voices. And to hear them and to watch them in action as they did these voices and as they assumed these different characters, in one, in one scene, Michael was doing uh, both the voice of Peter Bailey and Potter, and he was going back and forth and doing both of those voices, and it was amazing to watch. Uh, I, I had so much fun trying to figure out how to do the sounds and to really keep them uh, uh, to, to keep them uh, uh, sounding like they should be sounding uh, for, for, for uh, w- the effect that we were trying to create on stage. So this was a, a, a great, uh, a lot of fun. So Royce, for the play, It's a Wonderful Life, if somebody, you know, 
purchases, signs on to the stream, they're going to see almost a behind the scenes of the play because it is a radio play. So they're going to be able to watch you make the sound effects. They're going to watch the d- different actors and everything play different voices too, right? Yes, they are. It's a, it's, it's a radio play, but it's a video of a radio play. And that's the, that's the fun thing about this. Yeah, it's, it's going to be pretty neat because it is going to be like old-time radio, but you're, you're actually going to be able to see how they go about doing it all. So it's, it's going to be very interesting. I, I think so. And I, I think uh, one, one thing to do is, is some, at some point during the, uh, during the course of the stream, close your eyes and imagine that instead of sitting in front of your device, you're sitting in front of your radio. How does this sound? What do you see in your mind as you hear the actor's their lines on stage. Again, we're talking about It's a Wonderful Life, and December 16th of this week, which is just two days away, is when the first performance will be streamed, and people can log on to the Center for the Arts website. They can then buy their virtual ticket, then watch it. That's right. It should. It's pretty simple. I've already signed up for an account, and if I go in there and purchase it, it's right there waiting for me on December 16th to play. And it should play on your smart devices or whatever you have at home. So we're really hoping this, you know, because the community needs some cheer. You know, it's not the same Christmas. It's not the same holiday season as we're used to. Um, a lot of people make it a tradition to come to the center and watch the show. I think I see, you know, Scott, your mom and dad there every year watching the Christmas show. So, you know, we're hoping this is a different tradition, not a new one, because, you know, we're hoping to come back stronger than ever next year in person. But, um, you know, we're hoping that this kind of gives the community a little bit of cheer, kind of like the uh, live Christmas tree, virtual Christmas tree that happened last week. It was fabulous. And my kids watched it and they got really excited about, you know, Christmas. So we're hoping the same thing happens with this. Royce or Patience, did either of you do any research to see if It's a Wonderful Life has been done as a radio drama before? Because I know that's a very old play that has a lot of history, a very old movie, in fact. Yeah. So has it been done before like it, this? It has been, even in not, not in COVID years. Like it's been done, sometimes people um, try to bring simple things to the holidays where you don't have to have a big cast or, or whatever. So this has actually been done, um, and it's been done live, and it's been done, this is one of the ones that can be streamed. That's another thing that people might not understand about theater and streaming things is that not all titles are available to do video. In fact, a lot of the, before COVID, a lot of the shows that we did, we weren't even allowed to record any video, even for archive purposes. So like I said, we're trying to do theater differently. So are the royalty companies. So there's only certain titles that you can do. And this is one that we kind of grabbed and said, we could do this. It'll be fun. It'll be something great for our audience. And it is a classic for sure. Royce, when you look back to see if, you know, other plays like this had been done before on radio only or audio only, uh, what did you find and, and how are some of the the sound effects you're making with this play similar to what they did in the past? We, uh, I, I did some research on it. I looked at some YouTube videos. I, I read some, uh, read some works on, on how to make some of these sounds. And they also give us a guide in the, uh, in, in the, the, the script as well on, on how to, to effectively do these sounds. So I wasn't going into it blind. I had some ideas about, uh, how we could do some things and then we uh, utilize the full resources of the center uh, and, and all the props and, that we have at our access that are at our disposal at the center to make many of the sounds. So, so it, was a, it was a new experience, but it wasn't one that it was uh, totally 
we had to figure out on our own. So we did rely on uh, some information that we were able to get from uh, past performances. Very neat stuff. Now, It's a Wonderful Life, I, I believe it dates back to 1946 or so, mm-hmm. which is uh, actually one year before WGNS came on the airwaves oh, in 47. But it is a very good play. I mean, the original production is fantastic. It would be a fun play to redo, I would say, to make it radio only. Well, yeah, and, you know, it's a classic story of George Bailey. We all remember it. When every time a bell rings, an angel gets a swing. So it's one of those classics that, you know... It's good to bring back at this time. It's good to be around, you know, family for the holidays and remember all those great times growing up and remembering that they're going to continue to be great even after this year is over. That's right. <laughs> it can't get over quick enough. <laughs> now, if if I remember the story correctly, James Bailey gave up his, I don't know, his, his goals and hopes and everything so that he could go help others. Is it George Bailey or James Bailey? George Bailey. George Bailey. George yeah. Bailey. George Bailey. Yeah. So, Royce, you, I remember seeing the story, you know, a few years ago. Royce, you, you've been in the show. So tell them a little bit about George and, and what happens to him. George Bailey is uh, a, the son of a, of a, of a, a man who owns a savings and loan in, uh, in a town called Bedford Falls. And George has big dreams. And uh, all along the way, these dreams uh, get thwarted in, in one manner or another. And uh, in the pivotal scene, his, um, his father dies. And uh, so as a result, he gives his, his uh, college money to his brother to go to college, and he stays and runs the, the, the building and loan. And he, he's, he falls in love, and he, he marries the, the, uh, the girl that, he, uh, that, that he's, he's been seeing. In, in, uh, and they, they continue to uh, uh, you know, grow their family and develop the business, and he's there at every crisis point. But at, at, the, at the critical crisis point where his brother misplaces $8,000, and he is uh, now all of a sudden... Uh, the, the bank people are coming to do an audit, and they're missing $8,000. And, and he says, I just wish I hadn't been born. And that's when Clarence, the uh, uh, angel second class, comes into the scene and is going to short, show George Bailey just how wonderful his life is by showing him the impact that he's had on others throughout his life. Because George's, uh, George's uh, thing is, is, I wish I had never been born. And all the way through the last third of the play, is, is that's how, how uh, Clarence convinces George that it is a wonderful life, that he has had such an impact on others that he didn't know, and uh, that he didn't know the impact, and, and how he has positively impacted everyone. And, uh, of course, the final scene is, is, is everyone getting together at the Bailey house and, and singing Old Lang Syne. And, and and Clarence getting his wings. You know, if, when you hear numbers like $8,000 misplaced or misappropriated or lost, uh, it's, it's obviously a lot of money, but at the same time, I don't think those who are here today realize how much that would have been oh, back yeah. then. Because yeah. in 1946, mm-hmm. $8,000, according to what I just read here, is equivalent to purchasing power of $106,000. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's a, a massive amount of money to misplace within a business, a company, well, and or anything. it's a small town too, so I, you know, I can't imagine. And then when you, when people hear rumors of it, they start coming to the bank to try to pull their money out, and it's not there. So you know, eek. 
it's uh, interesting. The whole story is interesting. Now, Bedford Falls, I'm curious, is that a real place? Is there really a Bedford Falls? I don't know the answer to this. I'm not sure if Royce will. I might give him $5 if he does. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know. It would be interesting to know. I do not know if that, you know, that's a, that's a very good question. And one that, that uh, you know, why, why hadn't I uh, even, even seen that? If it is a, uh, uh, is it a real town? I lived in Rochester, New York, and there was a Bedford, New York, up near Rochester in West, West New York. Um, but it wasn't Bedford Falls. It was just Bedford. And, and the, the whole play is, you know, up there on the East Coast mm-hmm. somewhere. So it, it could be somewhere in that area. Who knew I was in Bedford Falls when I was in Bedford? Yeah. I should have looked for, for Bailey's relatives. <laughs> so this this is all coming up in just two days is when you'll be able to log on and, and hear the streaming version of it and, and watch how it's all put together. Uh, but it, how, how long of a play is this? Um, I don't. I would imagine it's about an hour and a half. Um, we just got the edited version. Royce, do you know? Yeah, it's about an hour and a half, exactly. Yeah, hour and a half. Um, and what's so funny is you keep saying two days. I swear when I came on the radio this morning, I'm like, oh, yeah, next week you can. I, it's December's gone by pretty quickly. It has. Yeah, today's <laughs> yes. the 14th. In so, two days man. you can start streaming it. So very exciting. You, you know, I don't even know that I'm ready for Christmas yet. I don't have shopping done or anything. I, you know. I have my Amazon done. What's funny is that I'm ordering, I was thinking about this morning, I'm ordering Amazon things for my house that I need now, and I'm ordering ordering presents, and I don't open them when they come. So now I'm thinking, what did I order for the house that I don't have? And then I think, well, why did I order it? Clearly, I don't need it. (laughs) Yeah, in 11 days, it'll be Christmas. Oh, oh, you just panicked a lot of people out there, Scott. That's what I'm here for. (laughs) So to watch this play, to listen to it, you just need to go to the Center for the Arts website. And Patience, what is that website? Sure, it's www.boroarts.org. Everything we do is on the front page of the website, so it's all the current information. You can go on there, click on tickets, and you'll see it's a wonderful life. And you can go straight to the stream to purchase it, And but then there's instructions right below. Because it isn't our normal website, it's not our normal ticketing system, so it's a little bit different. So we're trying to give instructions to patrons that aren't used to it how to do it. But it's pretty simple. It sounds like it. Again, Royce, thank you for joining us, and I look forward to hearing and and watching the behind the scenes if you would of this it's a wonderful life coming up well thank you very much it's been a pleasure talking to you and i just uh, everyone go out and 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 stream this it'll be a great way to start bringing in the holiday season sounds good and again also patience long with us this morning executive director of the center for the arts and patience as we close out this morning any reminders for those out there listening or anything coming up sure i, I will say that this is the season of giving so we're a nonprofit and um, we rely on community support just like other nonprofits. so if you have even if it's a dollar extra please give that towards someone in need or an organization that needs your support um and but buying the stream is one way you can support the center because you know we we do um, we do great shows in person, and this is our first stab at live streaming. And so I'm really excited because I hear it's fantastic. I haven't seen it yet. I'll be seeing it with everyone else in two days by visiting borougharts.org and getting my ticket for it. Sounds great. Again, Patience Long with us this morning. And uh, Patience, that website once more, borougharts.org. That's B-O-R-O-Arts.org. 
And then once you're on the main screen, the homepage, you'll see the the advertisement for It's a Wonderful Life. Just click on that. Just click on that and buy your tickets. Sounds Support great. Support your local theater. Any idea yet on when the center will be able to open back up to just a regular center? Because I know nonprofits, obviously, they, they talk with each other on figuring out, well, when is it safe to do this, to do that? Yeah. So it's funny. It depends on who, where you are in the country. There's some community theaters already opening up with protocols. Tennessee is, Middle Tennessee is not in the place where we need to be doing indoor theater right now um, and now that we're hearing the vaccine is out and, and learning the timetables that's going to help us pinpoint but we don't know I mean is it we were thinking June 2021 we would start but now we're hearing maybe the vaccine won't take herd immunity until a little bit later so um, we're unsure we're unsure if maybe we're going to start smaller with some plays limit the audience um, or if by June people feel comfortable with some people being immune and other people with masks on so we're still unsure, but we do know we're going to actually do a Zoom musical in January and February, something that's literally recorded on Zoom. And then in March, April, we're going to bring something back outdoors to the public and go from there. Of course, right now, COVID numbers do seem to be on the rise. Yesterday, well, since yesterday, we've had 11,352 more positive tests. And right now, over the last three or four days, looks like the number of those who have taken the test to see if they have covid the return of it being a positive test is about 13%. So out of everybody who takes it right now, looks like about 13% actually test positive. So that said, the numbers are going up for sure here in Tennessee and in Rutherford County, they're definitely going up too. So I guess these are all things that come into play when you decide when we need to open back up like we used to. Yeah, a lot of um, external factors. And then also working with the health department. We've we've leaned on them heavily and they've been fantastic to help us even with our outdoor performances and what we need to do and not do. So um, we have we, we don't have a crystal ball right now. Um, again, we're hoping summer 2021, maybe beginning of summer, maybe end of summer, we might start some stuff. But we do know we're we have some stuff planned outdoors and online. Sounds great. Patience, thank you for joining us this morning. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Right now that time, 1047. You're tuned in to WGNS. We have more news and information coming up.